Hey, welcome everybody. This is different, right? This is the first time I've ever experienced this, having church from uh, from our dining room. And uh, but we're glad to have you. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking time. I appreciate that. And let me just say this: um, this this service is what we make it. Uh, it's up to us to lean in, uh, to to look for opportunities to learn, to be engaged, and to grow. And so I would just encourage you, whether you're on your phone or your computer with your with people or by yourself. I just encourage you, these next few moments, would you do me a favor, would you just lean in and, and believe that whatever you're going to be learning and hearing is something that God wants to speak to you. Because here's what I know, that we're going to talk a little bit of sincerity myself, and uh, if you don't know us, uh, my name is Eric Montoya, this is my wife Sincerity, and uh, we're Lee Pastor of Grove, and we're going to be talking today, and I believe that something we say is going to encourage you and help you today. And I would just ask you to say, God, what is that one thing you want me to take away? What is that one step that you want me to take from this today? And I just would lean in. So what yeah, do you, yeah, definitely. Well, first off, welcome to our home because this is actually our home. And we know you guys are all in your homes. And we've been in our spaces for um, over a week. And so that has been a very interesting setting. But, hey, this is also, we're home so that you guys can be comfortable and we're all safe and all of this. But we're so excited to be able to do this. It's not only um, an exciting thing, but it's also a privilege that we get to be able to, to do this. Um, we miss every people. Um, it's funny that this last week we wanted just to call people and talk to people or, or just hear laughter or anything in this. And so this is just amazing. This is an opportunity for us to be able just to connect with each other this week. And so make sure not only lean in and not have these distractions, but make sure you're talking to people about what we're, we're learning together. We don't want to stop growing through all of this, right? Right. Yeah, we don't. Because here's the thing, like I said, every day can become like every other day when you're kind of confined, right? Mm-hmm. It just seems like the same setting. Day in and day out, and but we can change that. We can start some new habits. We can start some uh, some healthy things like relationships and talking and, and just working through things, reading some scripture and maybe reading some books. Uh, I don't know, doing a lot of different things. So, Definitely. Yeah. Well, we got our coffee. I got water. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if everybody else is in their PJs, but hey, that's two thumbs up for you guys if you're still in your PJs. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> But we're so excited to be able to do this. We have some amazing things we're going to talk about today. So. Yeah, yeah, and we'll do some math at the end, but let's jump into the message. So we're in a series for our church, and we want to continue to keep things going uh, kind of as consistent as we can, right? Life goes on. Even though we're in our homes, we can still do this. I love that the fact that technology allows us to even do this, right? And so last week we had a lot of people tuning in. If this is your first time with us, I want to say welcome. If you're part of our church, I want to say I'm so honored that you'd be on the, on the online with us today to just be here. And so we're going to talk about, um, it's complicated, right? Life can be complicated, relationships can be complicated. But, but what? it doesn't have to be. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. So um, that's exactly what, what this series is about. It's, it's complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. And this is what we said from the beginning. In order for our relationships to work, we have to let the one who designed them define them. These are really principles that would help us understand how to have better relationships, right? Uh, from, from Scripture, from God, uh, how He can help us on this journey. In fact, uh, we talked about singleness a couple weeks back. If you missed that, if you're single, I would encourage you to go listen to it. The last week we talked about self-centeredness. How that is the main problem in every relationship. Um, and if we will treat it as a main problem and, and work on it, we'll, we'll actually have a um, chance to have healthy relationships. And so I'd encourage you um, to, to go listen to those and, and, and ch- be challenged by them. I practice my challenge. Right? Last week I said, you know, not to be self-centered, reach out to others, to serve others. And so every single day I've reached out to friends and to family and to people that in some cases I haven't talked to for a while. And so every single day I've been intentional just calling them, FaceTiming them. I, something about the face, right? Uh, seeing some of my friends on, on FaceTime or on, on Zoom and just be able to talk and laugh and, and encourage each other. So um, I did my part and I encourage you to do that also this week again. But today we're going to talk about another element that complicates relationships, right? 
And this would be expectations. Definitely. Expectations is a big word. Yeah, and this is what expectations means, right? Expectations is a strong belief that something will happen um, or be the case in the future. Mm-hmm. And so um, expectations right now are, are massive in, in our relationships, right? Because nobody expected this. And when you're thrown into something you didn't expect, that can cause disruption and that can cause a lot of uh, different emotions that come from us. And especially in relationships. So uh, if you learn this, this idea, this principle, it will help you a lot in relationships. Because here's what happens with expectations, right? They say that 80% of expectations are assumed and they're never really expressed. Yeah. That's a big statistic. So if I'm expecting sincerity to meet my needs and 80% of them aren't even expressed to her, I'm going to be frustrated. She's going to be frustrated because we don't, we're not communicating, we're not on the same page. And uh, it's, it's important that we, we have healthy expectations and realistic expectations. And that's what we're talking about today is, is what does that look like? Mm-hmm. In fact, um, you know, our kids are home and we've been, they've been home for the, their spring break was messed up, right? Like everybody else's. And uh, they're wanting to get out. So one of my kids, every single day, she says, Dad, can we do something today? And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? She's like, anything but this. <laughs> and so I tell her, like, here's, here's the thing. My expectations for her are assumed. Like, I'm assuming that she knows what's going on in the world. And the truth is she doesn't, which is good, right? So if she's not reading the articles I'm reading, she's not listening to the reports I'm, I'm listening to. And that's a good thing because if she would, there's potential that she wouldn't be able to process and understand it, right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so... When she comes to me and says, hey, here's my expectation. I want to get out of this house, right? Freedom. And I'm saying, they're telling us to be quarantined. They're telling us to stay in. Like, we want to respect that and honor that. We want to be around people. And her, she's like, I understand. Like, why are they even saying this? And so it's up to me to be able to um, be able to build the, the realistic expectations for her and for my kids and for my family and for myself during this time. Yeah, and so. definitely. And also because then we don't want her to be a, an atmosphere of frustration. We still have... A couple more weeks together, who knows? And that's the hardest thing in this is because there is definitely not, there's so much unknown that it can create this, this tension that's in this home in some ways. And so it's been interesting, but you know what? I, I don't know. There's something about it that makes me feel comforted in a way because we're not doing this alone. There's so many people that are going through this at the same time, whether it's been affecting people's jobs, it's been affecting people's relationships, how to how to work together in the same house. For some people, it has just created so much different dynamics in ways that we've had to learn how to adjust. And um, but you know what? We're resilient. And I and I, I tease because I'm I'm you know a North I'm Santa Fe girl, so I'm like us New Mexicans, we're resilient. We can just deal through this. You know, we're resilient. As long as I have my frijoles and my beans, we're good. Like, you know, I'll say those things. But one of the things is, is that we are resilient, but we also have to just be aware that as we talk through this, adjustments and expectations do need to be able to be talked about because we can't assume that everybody can read my brain or I cannot read my husband's brain after 18 years of marriage. So it's been, it's been, it's been interesting, but let's talk, let's talk about yeah, that. And so what happens when we have an expectation and the reality is way lower than the expectation, right? We call this the frustration gap. So here's an expectation. And then all of a sudden it's like, my expectation was life's going to be normal. And then we start realizing that life is not normal. And, you know, usually assumptions are bad. There are some assumptions you should always work from. And, and in this case, for this, this coronavirus crisis that's going on, you know, um, just, just assume it's going to be a little longer than any of us really expects or thinks. That's not a bad thing. I'm not trying to bring fear. But let's just say that. That way we can start saying, all right, it's not going to be over tomorrow, right? Because some people have an expectation. I can back to life to normal tomorrow. No, you can't. It's going to be a little while, right? Maybe a couple of weeks. Who knows how long? Let's just assume it's going to be a little longer than we even think, right? So the expectation is actually going to be more realistic, not too high, but more realistic. 
And so if, if the reality of it is lower than our expectation, this gap is called frustration, right? So I'll give you an example in our relationship, our marriage. When we first were married, um, I, would, I was bivocational, so I worked as a, a pastor. We also did a lot of construction, side jobs, things like that. And so we'd go out and do these side jobs, and my wife would call me, you know, in the afternoon and say, hey, what time are you going to be home? And I would say something like, um, well, let me ask, let me ask the boss, right? So I asked the boss, say, hey, what time do you think we'll be home? And then the boss would say, um, probably like 5.30. And so I tell her, he said probably 5.30, right? So then 5.30, she's calling and saying, hey, are you close? And I'm still on the job because things got complicated, right? Things, whatever happened. And I'm saying, well, actually, um, we're still here. And then I hear on the other end a little bit of frustration, right? Because her expectation was here, and now it's getting later and later. And so after a few fights like that, right, um, she would call and say, what time are you coming home? And I would say, well, let me ask the boss. And you'd say, probably. 30, and I would say probably 7.30 <laughs> because I was trying to get the, the expectation from being 5.30 down to maybe 7.30, right? And then all of a sudden what happened is when I got home at 7.30, she wasn't frustrated because I told her 7.30, right? And I'm not putting on the boss because sometimes things get up, right? I'm not saying it was his fault. Just in general, when we have expectations but they don't get met, we get this gap of frustration, right? And so then I would, I would on the days that I would get done at early and get home at 5.30, she was thinking, 7.30, and all of a sudden now I'm home at 5.30. She's like, wow, I get an extra two hours with my husband, right? And yeah. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. And then all of a sudden, instead of a frustration gap, we actually get some fulfillment. We get this wow factor of, wow, life is it's better than I expected. You know, if you've ever gone to a restaurant and you're expecting this, and it came out here, and you're like, whoa, that is a great, that's a great thing. And really, we want to be, figure out how to live in this gap, not this gap. And a lot of us right now are living in this gap. Yeah. A lot of our kids are living in this gap. So kids, today I'm going to help you, and parents, I'm going to help you a little bit, uh, hopefully, and students, right? So say, how can we shrink the frustration? Yeah. What do we need to do to shrink that, uh, shrink that frustration so that we're not all frustrated at home? Yeah. Because it can be a little like, I think people call you and say, how are your kids doing, right? Yeah, definitely. I had a couple people call me this last week, and they're like, are your kids driving you crazy? And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to let them. But one of the biggest reasons is because I have to be able to set standards or even mindsets in my head that this is not going to be a horrible time. Like I need to expect that sometimes it is going to be crazy. Sometimes it is changing um, the norm. It is a different norm for us. It is not the new norm because it's not forever. This is a different norm. But what we have to do is just adjust through this. And so um, it has been different. But for my personality, it's really kind of hit me a little bit harder because I'm one about consistency and I like um planning. I'm such a planner. And so about a week and a half ago, I just felt like tremendously emotional. And I'm like thinking, what's going on here? Like, you know, everything was kind of just kind of getting to me. And I was just like, what's going on? But I realized that those, you know, the changes, we were waking up to something different every day. All these changes were kind of just adding a little pressure to me. And emotionally, it was very draining. Um, and, you know, we've guarded our kids a lot, like we've been watching, you know, the news and they understand what's going on. But the other thing is we just don't want to add to it. But because of my personality wanting disorder, maybe in some ways control and some things and not having it, it does create a lot of frustration. So it kind of wrecked havoc on a lot of my emotions because I didn't sleep well. Um, our home setting was a little bit different and you kind of set a temperature um, for the home in some of that. And so I had to really just get to a place where I'm like, okay, I need to adjust to this change. This is a change that I cannot control. I cannot change this. Um, but what I can do is change my attitude or my perspective and how I talk about this. So even when people are like, are your kids driving you crazy? I'm like, no, I will not allow that to even say that out of my mouth. Yeah, they're driving me crazy. Because you know what? 
I can do things so that we can create um, what I what I can be able to control or what I can be able to set as a tone in the home. And so it's been interesting. And I've heard that from even some other people saying, yeah, like there's just one day I just broke down. And you know what? You're not alone. There's a lot of us that we have to adjust to this. And so it's been very, very interesting. But this expectation and being able to to talk about it, I think that is so, it's huge that it's at 80%, 80% because we're not really expressing what we expect um, on this. And so I think it just creates an, an honest conversations that we can talk about. Yeah. If you don't express your expectation, right, um, and nobody's fulfilling it, you're going to have a lot of frustration because they don't even know what you're asking them to fulfill. Mm-hmm. That's that goes for our kids. That goes for us, of our kids, uh, to each other. And so, um, yeah, we're going to talk more about that. So since you found a great article by Bill McRae, uh, we'll share that later on uh, this, this week on social media or something like that. But this is what he said. He says, why do marriages struggle? And why do families struggle? When expectations are assumed, never expressed, when they are imposed, never negotiated, when they are ignored or unrealistic, there's suffering, trouble, and sometimes failure in one way or another. So essentially he's saying our expectations that we have of each other, they make they, they play a big part of our relationships, right? When they're not expressed, when they're assumed, uh, when, when we don't um, help others to know what's going on. In fact, he gives us a little graph on that. There's just a great graph. I'm going I'm to show you on the, on the screen. Um, he essentially says we have these expectations, right? And when they're high or unrealistic, it actually can bring frustration like we talked about because they're not getting met. And then sometimes we have roles and responsibilities like work, right? So when Sincere just frustrated me about work, right, when, when we were first married, I had no control over that. And I think she had a little grace towards that, but it's still frustrated because I told her 5.30 and then when I'd come home late, she'd be like, why, why don't you just tell me later? And I had no control of that because some of my roles and responsibilities, right, were a little under that expectation. And sometimes we have to have grace for that, right? Some of our, maybe our family members are working still. Maybe uh, some of them are, don't, don't have um, as much time as we do at home, you know, whatever that is. And that might bring a little frustration. So it's setting a clear expectation of what's expected and what, what, you're, what you're assuming about the other person and what you're assuming they know about you, right? Because what happens is when you have the responsibilities and when life is, for the most part, state, um, you know, consistent, you know, work's going to happen the same way, you have stability, right? So you kind of give this graph that says this is kind of what takes place, right? So there's expectations, we have some roles and responsibilities, and then when, when it's going the way we expect it, there's some stability in our lives, right? We go to work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we know the, what we eat for lunch, all those things, and, and there's some stability. But then what happens is you get change, Right? And at this point, this would be like the news of, of just something that, that kind of puts a little pressure on the relationship. There's change, right? And, and you begin to feel a little bit of pressure like, whoa, this is different. Maybe it's an addition to the family, a new kid, right? Maybe it's a, a life-changing, altering thing like we have going on. Uh, maybe it's just something that's, you know, changing jobs, something like that. You begin to get this, and you have to make a, a choice here. Are we going to, what are we going to do with our expectations? Are we going to um, meet them? Are we going to... Talk about them. What, what are we going to do to, to adjust what we're, what we're facing? And then um, from here, from this change, there's there's another even more difficult thing. That would be disruption. And this is what we're all feeling right now. Like Sincerity said, the great thing is we're all feeling this together. Yeah. You know, some personalities might be taking a little better, but we're all feeling it. We're all stuck in home, right? For the most part, a little more isolated than we normally are from people. And when we get a disruption, you get another uh, choice point, which is a crunch, right? That's where we really, really feel it. And if we're not careful at this point, um, we really can hurt relationships. A lot of people walk away from relationships at this point because they're just so frustrated. And so the, the goal is really to not ever get to this point where you're not expressing it, but you're talking through it. And so when it comes to expectations, there's a few things, right? First, they must be expressed. Definitely. You have to express your expectations. 
If you don't expect express them, you can't expect them to know what's going on, right? You can't just think it. You have to be able to say it and talk through it, right? So that's the first thing. Make sure that you're expressing your expectations to each other. Uh, number two, they must be realistic. Uh, this is really, really important, right? So being, make sure that we're, we're not over, put our expectation too high on somebody, but then also not lowering them so much that anybody can hit it, right? Where life is just kind of, right. not everything goes. Right, and I think that's really important because when it comes to, we all have limitations. You know, we are not Wonder Woman. We are not Superman. We all have um, limitations. And so we have to be also be um like, you know, like Eric talked about last week, we can't think about ourselves all the time thinking like, oh, everybody's got this because I got this. We also have to have this humble, humbleness through this that we say, you know what? Everybody has limitations and everybody's, everybody is going through some limitations in some ways, whether it be time, whether it be our talents, maybe it's physical, anything like that. But we have to also be aware that everyone has limitations. And so I cannot expect Eric to be 100 all the time. Sometimes he might just have a, a little bit harder day. And so we have to be able to adjust in that and also just be a little bit more compassionate. I love that when we go through things like this, it really unites us in a lot of ways because when you're hurting, I'm hurting because I understand because I'm doing the same thing. I'm going through the same thing in some of this. So I feel like, yes, there's a little bit of tension and there's all of this instability in some ways, but I do see a lot of people kind of, you know, kind of leaning in and understanding like, oh, we are in this together. And so I think everybody's feeling that we're limited in toilet paper. <laughs> we're limited in in um, time, maybe, or socially. We don't have all those things that maybe uh, in some people, for some people, that really kind of brings um, comfort or stability in their life. And again, like my personality, we need that stability and some of that. Some people can just adjust and change is okay with them. But being able to understand that every person has limitations is very important. Yeah, and sometimes in the personality, how we've approached things, that's going to be limitations in our relationships, yeah. right? We expect people to approach things the same way we do, and they don't. Right. Sincerity, she approaches this situation slightly different than I do. So you have to know that and be aware of that. And then the third thing is this. They must be expressed. They must be realistic. And the third thing is they, and many times they may need to be negotiated yeah. or renegotiated, right? This is what keeps a healthy relationship going as we talk about the changes in life. So we're not going to go on as normal for a while. So what are the new expectations, yeah. right? What are we going to do in this moment with each other yeah. uh, when it comes to our parenting, when it comes to finances, when it comes to all those things, right? What do we need to adjust so we begin to get ahead of it, right? So we don't get down to that bottom part where we're so frustrated we don't just give up, but rather we're hitting those those choice points of saying, hey, let's talk about this. And the best time to talk about it is when it, when it happens right away. Don't let yeah. it drag on too long. Just go and, go and talk about it. So uh, bosses, if you're talking to your employees, what are their expectations? Check in on them. Ask them how they're doing, right? And employees, what are your boss's expectations during this time, right? Uh, husbands and wives, what are your expectations? Kids, parents with kids, kids with your parents. Like, like talk about it and begin to have that. Uh, because here's what happens when, when we don't talk about them. Um, we, we begin to expect things from somebody, right? So sincerity, the first time she made me, you know, breakfast. I don't know, what was it? Maybe an egg sandwich or? How are you doing? Or huevos rancheros. Okay, huevos rancheros. <laughs> I'll take that, right? So the first time she made me these amazing huevos rancheros, right? I'm like, wow, this is awesome, Sincerity. Like, you're so, so amazing, right? And then after a few 18 years, she makes them. Sometimes I'm eating and she's like, so do you like them? I'm like, yeah, these are always awesome, right? I've always enjoyed them. Uh, but because what happens is um, we begin to take granted what and expect from others what they're already doing, right? It, it, I guess the kind of question would be like this. How much gratitude do you show others um, who do what is required of them? 
See, after a while, I begin to put this expectation on her that that's just required of you, right? And it's not. Because um, here's what happens. We rarely express gratitude for what we come to expect of others. Mm-hmm. I rarely express gratitude to my kids or my wife when I when I come to expect things from them, right? Uh, because I'm setting these expectations. And what happens in, in, in life is we begin to get this relationship where, well, I'm going to do for you because you're doing for me. It's a debt-debtor relationship, right? So you do, I do, and I'm only going to keep doing You give gifts, so I'll give gifts. I need to buy flowers because it's expected, right? I don't, I'm not a good husband. And all of a sudden, it becomes this transactional relationship where it's not because of, out of joy. It's not because we choose to, right? There's a little lack of gratitude a lot of times, um, and, and we miss out on that. So yeah. it's important that we don't ever let that relationship become um, just a, I expect this from you all the time. Yeah. No, I think that's definitely good. And I think on the receiving end, when when we don't have to ask, I think that's the one thing. We do, We were actually eating what was with was yesterday. And he was, you know, he was gulping them down. And at one point I turned around and I'm like, are they good? <laughs> and it's not because I, I'm not a words of affirmation. I don't need that. But it was because he was just going to town with them. I was kind of worried he was missing the taste and the flavor of it. And so I just wanted to make sure he took a kind of deep breath and was really savoring the, those bubbles and shadows. But I was like, are they good? And he goes, they are. And I wasn't doing it to provoke anything from that. But sometimes we do. We forget about the people around us or the people that are in our lives. And these are moments that we can express gratitude. Yeah. Um, I think you just see those opportunities more. You say, wow, like, I really do um, appreciate this maybe coworker that I'm not going to be able to see in the next co- in the last couple of weeks or whatever. You really get to see what things really matter. Yeah, what they do for you, right? It's, it's like what we praise gets repeated in life, right? And so sincerity, a lot of things that I give her a lot of praise for, she repeats those. And one thing she cooks so good for me is because I tell her a lot. Like, I love the way she cooks, right? Uh, but for our kids, and here's the thing about this time at home, maybe talk about that with our kids being home. Um, we can we can give them attention for the right things or the wrong things. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things is uh, we started noticing, because we have four kids. Our oldest is 13. Our youngest is five. And we started learning pretty fast because our one of our, our one of our kids was a little strong-willed. And we started realizing when he was a, um, pretty young, around two-ish, he was um, acting out for attention or acting out. And we just thought, oh, he's just being a bad that boy or whatever. We would say he's a bad boy. But we were just saying he's acting up for a reason. And a lot of it was because he wanted attention in some ways. And one of the things is we have to be able to also grow up in some ways as adults that we don't learn bad habits to be able to um, to react and do things out of out of um, emotions in some ways, but I think that's why it's so important to be able to express express things. And so our kids during this time, we've been able to um, you know kind of you know talk about what's going on and everything. But we can be better. I know one thing is we can always be able to express to them, hey, what you guys, what are you guys expecting in this? What can what can we do to be able to be more um, involved in them understanding that we're all in this together um, in all of that? And then also have moments of gratitude, have moments of what are we thankful for that we get to be able to have these times together? Yeah, because we can give our kids attention for when they're doing bad or we give our attention, kids attention when they're doing good. I'll say pick up, learn to really get more attention to when they're doing good because that will reinforce what you're asking them to do. Yeah. But it's true. Gratitude is so important. Gratitude is an indicator that we're not placing unreal expectations on other people, mm-hmm. right? Whether you're at the restaurant being served or you're with your, your kids at home, whatever, when, when you have gratitude, you're saying, essentially you're saying, um, in this relationship, I'm so grateful for you. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that you're in my life, right? You add value to my life. 
I'm grateful for what you've done, the coffee you made me, right? The, the food you made, whatever it is, you're, you're showing gratitude. It's the same with our relationship with God. And we're saying, God, we're grateful for this, right? You don't owe me anything. Um, in fact, in relationships, right? If you would ask um, um, couples of others, what do they owe me? Healthy couples know this, right? In healthy relationships, whenever you ask this question, what do they really owe me? Um, the answer that healthy people say is this, nothing. Right? Healthy relationships say they don't owe me anything. Um, like essentially, we owe every we owe each other everything, but they don't owe us anything. When we treat relationships like that, we're actually happier. They're happier because we express gratitude more often. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a story in the in the, in the Old Testament uh, where Cain and Abel, these two brothers, uh, they bring offerings to God, and it says that God receives one, He doesn't receive the other. And so Abel's sacrifice is accepted, and Cain's is not. And that that in itself is a great teaching. You can study that. Um, but, but essentially what happens is Cain gets so frustrated that God didn't accept his offering. He had an expectation that what he was bringing to God was going to be good enough, but he didn't understand. He did some things that God wasn't asking him to do, and he said, that's not acceptable, right? And so Cain's expectation that wasn't fulfilled all of a sudden now brought some emotions in his life, right? Specifically anger. And God shows up and has a conversation with Cain, and he says, Cain, sin is crouching at your front door. It's like this picture of a lion, right, in the bushes waiting for ambush. He says, sin is crouching at your door wanting to overtake you. Um, if you're not careful, it's going to master you. It's going to take over you. So you need to master it and, and choose wisely. And Cain rejects God's advice, right, to have a better expectation, to, to, to talk through that. He rejects it, takes it in his own hands, and actually kills his brother because of the frustration, because of the anger in his life over that. And this is what expectations can do to us. When they're not met, they can bring frustration and cause harm to these relationships. And, and Jesus, you know, following Jesus, he gives examples of us loving others. And this is what Paul says, one of, Jesus, one of the Jewish followers from the, the New Testament, he says this. He says, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. So Paul, in, in the book of uh, Ephesians, he's talking about relationships. And if you read the whole, the whole book, you have time, so you should probably go read this whole book, right? It's pretty good. And he talks about um, to have healthy marriages and have healthy kids in our lives, there's some things we should be doing. And in this, he says we should walk in the way of love. The same way Christ you know, gave up, walked in love in the same way he gave his life for us. That means that I lay down my life for sincerity. She lays down her life and she submits and, and we have mutual submission where we're saying, I'm going to let you go first. No, no, you go first. No, you go first. And whenever we live this way, our relationship is really healthy and really good. It's the moment I say, no, I demand to go first. You know, fix me my meal, woman. It's like, what? It's like, not a good thing, right? And so it, it takes this, this um, what, what do they own me? They don't own me anything, but I own them everything. You go first. Yeah. And submission is really a race to the back of the line. And this is what it means to follow Jesus. So I think it's so brilliant. It goes against everything that culture tells us, right? I'm going to serve your needs. I'm going to take care of you. Um, and, and, and it goes on, and, and the, towards the end of the book, Ephesians 21, he says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So you're actually going to do this as if you're doing it to God, yeah. right? When we love each other and care for each other. Yeah. And, and what happens is when, when, when you hear that, right? I'm going to rush to the back of the line, you go first. It doesn't sound like a lot of fun. It doesn't sound like that's a really good way to live, right? That's what, what's in it for me? Well, here's what's in it for you. You'll have a happier, more fulfilled life because you're living your life not for yourself, but for others. Yeah. And this is what Jesus modeled for us. He says, if we're going to follow him, let's be these kind of people that, that reach out to others and help others, yeah. right? Definitely. I think one of the things that um, I've tried to put into place and as good habits in my life is I am one of these, of these people that I do not like to be reached out just because people need things from me. Um, I think loving people where they're at is not, we don't reach out to people because we need things from them. I'm very cautious of that when it comes to um, reaching out to people. I don't want to call them and they look at their phone and they think, oh, what does she need now? You know, it's more of they're expecting, oh, wow, she's calling me. 
and they have no idea what I'm calling them about. But most of the time, I want to be able to call people and be genuine with them and saying, hey, how are you doing? And it's not always, oh, okay, well, she just wants something. We all know those people. We all have those people in our life. We understand that. But those people are also in our lives so that we can be aware that we do not suck in life, that we do not just take from people and take, but we're also giving. We're giving some things. So I'm very intentional of trying. I'm not the best at it. I'm trying. But trying to not just reach out to people because I need something. I want to generally reach out to people and say, hey, how are you doing? You know? Um, and honestly, because... I appreciate that. I appreciate that's that's just feeling people up. I love this this time for us to just be like, hey, how are you doing through these times? How are you? And when I hear, yeah, I just I blew it, and I'm like, got you, girl. It's like we're in this together. Me too. I understand, you know. Um, and sometimes it's saying, what do you need in all of this? And it's like, oh wow, like that's nice of you to ask. Most of the people have said, I don't need anything, but thank you. But it's. Knowing that people care and you care. I think people really appreciate that. And so loving like Christ did is huge. And I think that's just super important for us to keep that. And she does a great job with that. In fact, a lot of times she'll say, hey, have you called so-and-so? And And I'm always like, I don't want to call so-and-so. Not always, but a lot of times I'm like, you're right. And and my call pick up the phone, like, you know, I should call this person. It's like, man, you called at the perfect time. And something about some certain people, especially my wife, a lot of women, they're just relational people. They understand those things. This is what I would say. When you think of somebody, uh, don't don't put it off. Why don't you give them a call? Shoot them a text or an email and just say, hey, I thought about you. Hope you're doing well. Right? Especially in this time, we need to reach out to one another and just say, I've been thinking about you. I'm praying for you. You know, Is there anything I can do to encourage you? Yeah. In fact, we read this verse last week, but I'm going to read it again. Philippians 2, 3 through 5 is what it says. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but to the, each of you to the interests of others as yeah. well. And he goes on and says this, in your relationships to one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Paul is pointing back to Christ saying, look at Jesus as an example. Look how he did it. Right In the middle of what he was going through, the middle of what he was doing, he, he, he put others first. It was a race to the back of the line saying, you go first. I want to serve you. I want you to uh, find your, your dreams to be fulfilled. Right, Your expectations to be met. How can I serve you? How can I do that? And in fact, that's our challenge today. Our challenge is this, uh, that we would talk to others about expectations. Right? And I'll say this, start with theirs. You know, have a conversation. And don't say, what are your expectations? Because that conversation not going to go very good. But rather, hey, what are you expecting for today? Right? So we have, what time is it right now? It's 11.13. Um, what are you expecting for the rest of the day? What would, what would make your day really great? Ask your kids. Kids, what, what would today, what would one thing we can do that would really make a difference? You know, and obviously there's some boundaries that we have to set, right? We can't go to Disneyland right now. I wish we could. Um, but what could we do? We could bring Disneyland home, right? What, yeah. what can we do there? I think one of the things is communication is really big in our home. And there has been certain things that um, what we expect on our, even our conversations is having these kind of like um, checkup conversations. I think uh, we only have one vehicle and that works good for us. But one of the big things is because we have this one vehicle, we have to communicate what our days look like so that we're not obviously using the same vehicles and going two different directions. So we have to talk a lot. And a lot of it is really good because we're respecting each other's time. We're respecting each other's days. We're respecting each other, just generally respecting each other. And so um, I think that's one thing is us being able to say, hey, this is what the week looks like. What, what, what do you need? You know, asking those questions. What, what do you, what would you like to do this week? What do you need to do this week? 
Um, because we need to have things that we like, right, that we need to do in the week that feel us, and then there's things that we need to do. And so us being able to sit down and saying, what do you need to do, what would you like to do, and then kind of just being able to lay them down and him lay them down, and we kind of work together, because it's give and take. When it comes to relationships, we have to give, and there's other times that you have to sacrifice and you have to take it um, in some of those ways of being saying, no, you first, like Eric said. And so I think those things are very important. I think one of the big things that I I think about in this is that we also have to be very careful of the expectations that we put on ourselves through these times. Sometimes we can think as a mom, I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home mom with four kids, and uh, they, now we are all stay-at-home parents in a lot of ways. But one of the things is we can expect that our days are just going to be perfect and great and everything like that, and we go to bed frustrated every night. And I'm one of these people that I'm a very driven person and I am a planner and everything, but when things get off, it throws me off. And I can literally just focus on that one thing. While I'm at bed, I can think about that one thing that didn't go right. And uh, we have these expectations that we put on ourselves. Maybe you're just a driven person and you're like, I want this, 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 this done. Um, kind of like a bucket list kind of thing on what I want to do today, what I have done in a in five years, in 10 years, and we have this goals, and when they're not getting done, it really hits us, it really hard. Um, and so I think one of the things is when, when we're going to that, we have to be aware of those relationships in our lives, whether it's a husband or a wife that are, are living life with us, our kids that are in the same house as us, because it affects them, how we deal through this, um, how we go through this as, a, as, a, as an individual it projects onto our relationships with our husbands, our wives, our coworkers, our employees, um, all of it, our, uh, the students around us, the people that we have influenced around us. And so we have to be very aware of the expectations that we put on ourselves um, and then also what we put on others, too. So through it all. Yeah. And let me, let me just say this. We don't get this right all the time. No. Right? Uh, we, get it, we, get it, we get it wrong also. We also have that tension that creeps up and rises up. So if you're not getting it right all the time, hey, you're normal. Um, it happens, right? But here's the thing. We're more committed to getting it right than we are wrong. And we're not going to stay stuck in the wrong. We're saying, how can we close that gap? All right, obviously, we're not getting this right. There's a lot of frustration. What can we do to close the yeah. gap, right? Yeah. And that's what really I think we need to work on this next few days, is saying, uh, you know, the family, friends, individuals, how can I close these expectations? Um, going through this as a pastor, you know, I'm reaching out to other pastors to say, well, what's going on in your world? And they'll tell me what they're experiencing, right? So we have some friends that are different parts of the, even the world that are telling me their experiences. They're helping me set my expectations in a healthy way, right? So I'm not frustrated. I'm not um, overwhelmed because I'm saying, hey, they're, they're experiencing that, right? There's a lot of good things happening around our world also, not all bad. And so to hear what's going on, it's like, man, this is good. It's, it's some good opportunities for that. And so, yeah, so this week, man, talk about your expectations and start with theirs. You know, what's your expectations with finances? What's your expectations with uh, being home, Right. Who knows how many more days or weeks this will be, but what can we do in the meantime to choose to do healthy things, to do the right things? Um, we're, we're committed to giving resources, right? If you're not on Right Now, right now Media, please go download that. Um, uh, if the information's on our webpage. Uh, you can go find that information there to be able to uh, just use that as a resource, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be, we'll do some announcements in a second, but we want to just give you some, some resources and tools. Um, in fact, this week I'm going to post a message by Andy Stanley. He's one of the pastors I listen to. He did a whole message called "What What Do Happy Couples Know?" And if you're if you're in a relationship and you want to have a healthy relationship, this is a great series. Four weeks, very very short messages that you'll be able to just learn. And uh, some of the things I talk about the debt debtor relationship, he talks about that, and, and and it'll give you some more insight into that. So we'll pass those on to you. All right. 
Now, we just want to be able to help you guys to um, have good and healthy expectations, your relationships be healthy and strong, and that during this time, you're not alone. We're here We're here for you, right? Awesome. So, hey, um, I want to do this. Before we end our service, um, I want to pray for you. I'll let you are watching. I'll say first, thank you for just bringing us into your home, uh, into your offices, wherever you're at. I just want to say thank you for taking time to be with us. And I want to pray for us specifically, just uh, those who are watching, that God will just give us the ability to process all of this in a healthy way, all right? And now I'm going to give a moment, a second, for those that are watching um, that, that aren't following Christ. Maybe maybe you're tuning in because you're searching, right? Mm-hmm. The world is going crazy. What do I do? What's what's wrong? What's going on? Uh, hopefully you don't know, you don't hear any kind of fear or panic in my voice, right? Because here's, here's the truth. I'm not worried about this because this world, is, as great as it is, it's not the end of the story. And my hope and my trust is in God and in His kingdom and what's to come, not just right now. And if you're watching and you're not a part of the family of God, you're not a part of uh, following Jesus, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray that prayer of saying today, I make a decision to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, let me pray for all those that are watching, right? Just pray with me. God, I thank you for just this opportunity for us to get together, Lord, in our, in our homes and our on our phones and our computers and TVs, wherever we're watching, Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity for us to be able to connect for a moment. Uh, God, we want to be the kind of people, Father God, that have healthy relationships. And Lord, when things get complicated, uh, we look to you as an example, because you gave us a great example of serving others, of giving your life for others. Lord, help us to do that during this time. That we be the kind of people who reach out and say, you go first. I'm going to race to the back of the line. You, you're important. You're valued. I'm going to, I'm going to let you uh, help you fulfill those expectations and those dreams that you have. And today, God, help us to do this as our families. God, for the kids that are watching, the families that are watching, Lord, I pray for just a peace in their house. God, that you would just help them to have healthy conversations about what's expected. And God, that we would just be able to enjoy this family time. Lord God, and this rest, this time of Sabbath and rest, God, that we can take some naps and we can try to be able to rest a little bit during this time. God, I pray for all those that are watching that maybe financially and with jobs, there's a little bit of uncertainty. God, you know everything that's going on, and so you know the uh, insecurities, you know the, the, the challenges that come with that. And so those, Father God, that are watching, I pray just for, for their well-being, Lord God, financial well-being, for their jobs, Father God, that when we get back into this, Lord God, things would continue in a healthy way. And Lord, I'm so grateful for the different people around our city, Lord God, that are reaching out saying, how can we help? And Lord God, we know we're so grateful for the resources that are there to help us in time of need. And so we get in that time, help us to build the partner, the resources of those people that need it. I just pray for us today, Lord God, that you would work in our lives this week, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Awesome. Now for you that are watching, say, um, I hear what you're saying, and, and I, I want to follow Christ. See, see the gospel, is, it's the good news, right? Here's the gospel. I'm going to sum it up like this. The gospel is this, that you are so lost and so messed up, you're so sinful, that Jesus had to die for you. And the good news is that's, that's how I was, right? So messed up, so sinful, so lost, that God had to die for me. But the good news is this, that you're so loved and you're so valued that Jesus, he chose to die for you. It was a choice that he made for you and for me. And the gospel says that God loves us so much that he gave his son, he gave his life, even when we don't deserve it, to be able to bring us back to home, bring, him back, bring us back to his family. And so today, if you've maybe walked away from God, maybe it's because of expectations. Maybe some of you have started the journey at one point and said, I expect these things, God, and all of a sudden things didn't go. Because here's the thing. We can't put expectations of perfection on God when we live in a broken world, right? We can't put expectations that nothing's going to go wrong in a middle that is broken because of sin. Because God told us what's going to happen when we have sin in our lives is it breaks things, it breaks relationships. So the expectation has to be, God, what do you want to do in my life? How can I, because the truth is, he, we don't, he doesn't know us anything. He's given us everything already. Yeah. Now we just say, God, we receive that. So Dave, if you're with us, you're watching, and you want to say, God, I want to commit my life to Christ. I want to follow 
your lead. Would you do me a favor? Would you pray this prayer with me? It's a simple prayer of just saying, God, I can't do it on my own. Forgive me of my past. So if that's you, you're watching, say this prayer with me. Say this, say, Father God, today, I give my life to you. Forgive me of my past, of my mistakes, of my choices that have led me away from you. Today, I invite you to come into my life, to lead me. Thank you for sending your son to die on that cross, to give me a new life. Today, I put you, I trust in you. Thank you for giving us a, an example, Thank you for giving us an example of, how to live. of how to live. Help me to follow that example. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer, it says all heaven is celebrating because you prayed that. And we want to celebrate with you also. Would you do me a favor? Uh, we'll put it We'll put it in the, in the comments and also on our webpage. There's a connection card. Now, if you do me a favor, go fill out that digital connection card. Let me know you prayed that prayer today. I'll send you a resource and some letters of saying, Hey, let us help you on this journey to become everything that God wants you to become. All right? Awesome. Hey, just um, before we end our, our time here, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Um, we always give an opportunity to give in the offering, and so obviously that's going to be digital today. And so if you want to go to our webpage, there's a place to give. Uh, thank you for your generosity and your consistency, even in the middle of this. So it helps us to be the church. Many of you have reached out and said, how can we help? Here's one of the ways we can help. We can prepare for what needs will pop up in our city. And if that's a financial need, that will be ready for that. So just put a note saying, hey, I'd love for this to go to that. And uh, we will, we'll make sure it gets there, all right? And so uh, that's a great place to give. What other announcements do we have? We have some other things. Um, as you guys saw, some parents, I think you saw this earlier. We had put it on our Facebook page. And also on our website, we have a G-Kids curriculum that is on there for our kids. And so if they've been watching the service with you, we cheer that you guys are able to do life and grow together as a family. Um, and there's takeaways from that. But there are, our G-Kids curriculum is there with our preschool, our elementary, and our preteen um, lessons are there every week on our website. And so maybe there's not an opportunity today, um, but maybe there's an opportunity this week. And you say, you know, we have some time. There's some amazing videos on there. There's some activity pages on there. And um, we've also have some resources on the webpage, also through the GKids web, uh, part of the website, just for you as parents to to um, just be able to engage with your kids. And so this this is an opportunity. It's what we make of it. And so I think that's awesome to be able to grow your kids through this. And so we can come out of this healthier and stronger and spiritually um, uh, just amazing through this all. And so I think that's a great a great resources out there. Yeah, our team is working hard. Since Sarah is working hard, so our team behind the scenes to make sure that we keep giving resources and helping. So I'm grateful for our team. And then also one other thing, a lot of people ask me, how can I help? Here's one way you can help, all right? We need people to connect with other people. And so what we're going to do is we've got small groups, you know, that's a big part of our church. We're going to be launching virtual small groups. And so if you're watching and you would like to lead a virtual small group, um, would you do me a favor, go on the connection card. At the bottom, there's a blank. Just put in information saying, I'm interested in being a part. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a training, a Zoom training this week. And so if you put your information, your email or your number, we'll contact you, let you know when that Zoom training is happening. And then we're going to launch our virtual small groups this next week. And so we'd love to. We don't know how long this is going to go on. So it might it might be a little longer than we think as far as meeting together back at the theater. And so what, what, what would it look like if for the next few weeks we'd actually have some small groups happening around different teachings and different ways to connect, right? And so we just want to invite you to be a part of that. So do me a favor, connection card at the bottom. Say, I, I want to be a part of small groups. And, and some people that. might think, like, you know, I have never done one before. Well, that's okay. You know, don't expect that you have to have done this before. This is not it. It's so cool because this is a way for you to be able to connect with others 
It's just having a computer, having maybe there's three, maybe there's um, up to five, whatever it is in this group for you to be able to maybe just do life together, grow life together. Right now, media has amazing resources that you can actually be doing it together online. It's a free resource that The Grove gave you. And so you can go on there and just search, like, what am I going through? Maybe you're fearful to this time. You know what? There are probably five other people that says, you know what? I need to be able to just keep my my life and just have these these um, teachings that just keep us building each other up. So what a great opportunity to say, you know what, I'm dealing with this. Let's reach out to other people that might be that need to connect in this way also. And so it's just a great opportunity to do this. Yeah. So we'd love to be a part of that, right? Yeah. So on our connection card, go let us know. I'll, I'll contact you this week, have a, a Zoom training call for all of our virtual small groups. I'm excited for this because we can still be the church. Yeah. Even through online, right? Like we are right now. Yeah. And as long as, uh, allow, as long as we are able to do this, we'll keep doing this. And we look for one day to be able to shake hands personally and be able to hug each other again, right? And say it's so good to see you. But until that time, uh, we, we want to say thank you for tuning in with us and being a part. So, yeah. So thank you. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, team. Appreciate you guys. You guys have a great Sunday. And uh, we're praying for you. Please reach out. Let us know how we can help. All right? God bless. Take care.